American Redoubt Radio Operators Network and is a nationwide disaster preparedness network made up of patriot-oriented radio operators. Any emergency traffic may break in at any time. Whether you're seasoned or new, this is the place for patriots, preppers, and partisans who understand the necessity of being able to receive and share information with others during emergencies and when conventional communications are disrupted or compromised, grid up or grid down, this is Partisan Radio. Welcome to Volume 36 this week. Hope you had a great week. And I wanted to remind you that the Nets are coming up this week. The month of March was a long month, which means we had two weeks without Nets because our Nets are scheduled on the first and third Wednesday and Thursday of each month. So this week we have Nets. We are currently at AMCON 4, but we will be switching back to AMCON 5 in the next 24 to 48 hours. You'll receive a notification on your mobile device app if you have the Amron app downloaded, as well as the website, which will be updated to reflect that as well. Now, Nets are this week. This is the first Wednesday and Thursday of the month coming up this week. But remember, we switched from 40 meters to 80 meters on April 1st, which will be our regular practice schedule all the way through until November 1st when we switch back. So what that means is our nationwide 20 meter net, that's your long distance communications band, 20 meters, will be conducted at zero or at 20 hundred hours Zulu time, just like normal. That will be a nationwide net with one single net control operator. And then that evening, but it will be on 80 meters. So we'll see with one single net control operator, this is designed for passing traffic. So we'll have a couple of preloaded uh, pieces of traffic that some operators somewhere in the country will be trying to get disseminated either to a single point recipient or wide distribution. And then, of course, Thursday nights are the rolling nets. The first and third Thursday is our rolling net, beginning with the East Coast for 30 minutes on voice. Then they switch over to digital for 30 minutes. The next time zone over to the West, will they will begin their voice net when the adjacent time zone ends their voice net. So this rolls across the country every 30 minutes uh, with a voice net and then switching over to digital net. Go and check out the scheduled nets schedule at amron.com for more specific information about that. There are several things that I wanted to share with you. There is a lot of information right now about this Cascadia rising training exercise, but that is really oriented toward FEMA region 10, Idaho, Washington, and Oregon. And that will include some Canadian units as well. And it's my understanding that some California organizations will be involved in that as well because it is a West Coast major earthquake disaster preparedness exercise. But there's other training that's going on which ties into that and a training exercise that just ended yesterday, Sunday, April 3rd, called Vital Connection has been carried out. Actually, they're running an operation or exercise called Vital Connection all across the country, 
at various different dates. State of Washington emergency management began on 30 March and uh, concluded yesterday, 3 April. That exercise was used as a train-up for the larger FEMA-sponsored exercise, Cascadia Rising, to be held in June throughout FEMA Region 10. Now, that's also that weekend, June 10th through the 12th, after Cascadia Rising is over with, we will be running T-Rex 2016, the Teotihuacan Readiness Exercise Nationwide Grid Down Disaster Communications Exercise, a chance for those of you who are preparedness-minded to flip the switch and cut the power on your home and try using your disaster preparedness equipment and your plans and also communications. Now, the focus of the vital connection exercise was to stress training on communications interoperability between DOD, federal, state, county, local, tribal, and amateur radio organizations. For that exercise, there were more than 40 EOCs, uh, different units and organizations participating, including the Army, Air Force, Mars, and Civil Air Patrol. So it's a great uh, large organized or large organized training exercise that gives us a great opportunity for training as well. Because as you've probably read into this already, this is very much oriented toward continuity of government. So Amron is there to keep the citizens informed and sharing information. Now, many of you out there are members also of Aries and Races and Mars. And we understand that in a real world disaster situation, you would be reporting to those various different organizations in most cases and supporting communications. But uh, just remember, with Amron, uh, we are looking for you to help keep us informed of major developments that we can pass on to the citizens. The link to the people. There are a couple of articles that came out that I'm going to post for you guys to share with you. Washington National Guard communications exercise involved, involves use of 60 meters. In case you don't know it, the 60 meter band has five channels and those are shared between the federal government and amateur radio, where the federal government has uh, primary user status with that, and amateur radio has secondary. I'll read this article. A Washington National Guard communications drill exercise vital connection 2016. That's interoperability exercise. It ended yesterday, April 3rd, made use of the amateur radio 60-meter channels, and the exercise included participation by civil authorities. As part of their ramp-up to Cascadia Rising 2016, occurring this coming June, they've identified 60 meters as the most appropriate place for civil authorities to interface with their federal partners. And this is coming from a Western Washington section manager. He says, Through discussion, it was determined that because the federal government has the primary use of the 60-meter frequencies and amateur radio has secondary use, this is the perfect place for city, county, state, tribal, and federal entities to have interoperability. And of course, those five channels are identified under FCC Part 97 amateur service rules. That would serve as the primary set of frequencies for interoperability. So for Amron operators trying to listen in on news and developments about disaster relief and uh, updates that you can share with your local community, the 60-meter band uh, is something you want to put way up there at the top of the list for monitoring and listening and intercepting news and information that you can pass on. 
He also said Mars, FEMA, and National Guard stations were likely to be communicating with local and state Aries Racy stations during the exercise. Uh, he says our official observer coordinator received a call from an OO, which is official observer. Those are the guys that uh, are signed up with the FCC, ARRL, and they volunteer to monitor the amateur radio airwaves and report illegal activity. So, you know, if you cuss on the air or operate outside the band where you're not supposed to or interfere with other stations, there are people out there that specifically sign up just to monitor for that stuff so that they can report your FCC call sign and then you get a warning in the mail, cease and desist, stop screwing things up for everyone else. Uh, or you could face fines. And so this person's listening in and he contacts the the official observer coordinator and says, hey, uh, there's something here that I don't think is legal, but it is. They were able to verify for the official observer that what, what they were doing was legal because you have National Guard, you have Aries, Racies, amateur radio operators all working together and they have different formats for their call signs and stuff. So they're working that out, but it is perfectly legal for you OOs out there, official observers. You got a little bit of news in comonews.com uh, where they mentioned Seattle firefighters and Washington National Guard were holding big training exercises at several parks. Uh, they're prepping for how to respond to a major disaster such as an earthquake that displaces a large number of people and requires search and rescue choppers. And that's where in the article they mentioned responders that are getting ready for a much bigger training event later this year, the National Cascadia Subduction Zone exercise in June. And as a reminder, T-Rex will be right on the heels of that. They'll overlap on Friday. Cascadia Rising ends on Friday. T-Rex begins on Friday. So it's going to be a great uh, training opportunity. Such horrible timing also for this piece of news the Seattle PI, and I hate even referencing them, but this is an article that they wrote titled A Dying Breed, CB Radio Group Signs Off. There's an organization, a CB radio network in the Seattle area that's been around since the 70s, who are there in place to communicate in times of disaster. They are signing off and they are shutting down. They're saying that the need for CB radio has been displaced by modern technology. Nobody's using CB radio anymore. And there were about four or five people at their last meeting, at their last, last meeting, their final meeting, and they decided to disband the group. That's unfortunate. But as we see more and more of these uh, small community radio operator groups shutting down, Amron is experiencing incredible growth. A lot of these uh, CB operators are also getting their ham radio licenses and they're taking things up a notch. They're discovering things like digital communications and email over radio and things like this, which brings us into the next thing I wanted to mention, and that is sending digital over radio. And we're going to do a little bit of training today at the end of Partisan Radio, Volume 36. Did you know that you can send a picture over the radio using your FL Digi software? Now, many of you do know that. I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. But there's another tool before I get to that. There's another tool that I want to share with you in case you didn't know. 
there is a program with the federal government called NIST, or the National Institute of Standards and Technology, where they broadcast the time on several frequencies. These frequencies have the time being broadcast continuously around the clock. Now, you don't wear a watch anymore, many of you, because you have your cell phone. You are in the mountains. You know the nets are going to be starting soon. You want to tune in. Your cell phone battery is dead and you don't know what time it is. So how can you tune in to find out what time it is with amazing accuracy, with like tenths of a thousandth of a second of accuracy? Fort Collins, Colorado broadcasts on 2.5 megahertz, 5 megahertz or 5,000 kilohertz, 10,000 kilohertz, and 15 and 20. So 5, 10, 15, 20 is what I usually keep in my head. And that's what I have programmed into my ICOM 7200. Channel 5 is 5,000 kilohertz. Channel 10 is 10,000 kilohertz. 15 is 15 kilohertz and so on. So I can go right to it. I can find out what time it is with pinpoint accuracy. And it sounds something just like this. At the tone, 20 hours, 21 minutes. Coordinated universal time. And I've mentioned that before. Now... Did you know that you can send a picture over the radio using your FL Digi free software? There are a couple of modes. If you go into your op mode, drop down menu, there is a couple of settings that you can choose from, a couple of modes that you can choose from. One is MFSK64 and the other one's MFSK32. Those are both ideally suited for sending images. Now, of course, the larger or the higher resolution the image, the longer it's going to take. It goes very slow, kind of like a fax machine. But if you are in a remote location and you wanted to send a picture of something or a screenshot of a map or something like that, you could send that over the radio using these modes, MFSK32, MFSK64, uh, just by simply selecting those modes and going down into the, the green send field, right clicking the mouse, and you will see one of the options is to transmit an image. You select the image from your laptop and your, your device and transmit either in grayscale or color. And it sounds just like this. Now, an organization called the Voice of America, VOA, does this often. They're the only other ones that I'm aware of that does this type of training with the listening audience. Most people are unaware of this. But we do have an article. If you go to Amron.com, if in the search box, type in VOA or Voice of America, and you'll see their listening schedule, their broadcasting schedule, where you can listen in to the training exercises that they do. And they do a lot of experimenting with digital modes. They do a great job. Fascinating. And I've always really enjoyed Voice of America. Go and check that out. We'll put a link in this uh, highlights posting for this volume so you can go to it. But it's just as easy for you to go into the search box and type in Voice of America to see the postings that we've put up uh, prior. 
So what I'm going to do is at the end of this volume, I am going to play an MFSK64 audio file. Now it's about 10 minutes long, and as you could tell, it's pretty obnoxious to listen to. So I did lower the volume some, but as soon as the show is over, if you're not prepared to try to decode that, uh, or if you've already done that, for whatever reason, you don't want that to play, you're going to have to push stop to stop the audio file, stop this podcast from playing. Otherwise, you're going to be punishing those around you who have no idea what it is that you're doing. There's a question posed in the picture. I'm interested to see how many of you can figure out the answer to that question. You can go ahead and email me at johnjacob at radiofreeredoubt.com. It's not a contest. It's just a little training exercise. And here's something else that you might find interesting. Although this is designed to be sent over radio, the software using FL Digi, I just piped it right into my Audacity audio recording software and recorded it. So now you could send an image using a digital mode on a thumb drive, hand it to somebody so that if you lost the thumb drive or if it was stolen or fell into some hands that you didn't want it to, all they have is an audio file with some very obnoxious fax type sounds on it. And without knowing what it is or without the required software and the people with the knowledge about how to make use of that audio file to transfer it into an image, they would not realize that that was an image file. Uh, If they did realize it, they would have to have the proper software and the knowledge of how to use it to decode that to find out what that picture is, which could buy you valuable time. Just uh, thinking a little bit outside the box there. Okay, with that... I have nothing further for this volume of Partisan Radio. Enjoy. Have a great week. We look forward to seeing you on the nets this week. Keep striving to get your comms up. 73. This is John Jacob Schmidt, out. As ready, trained communicators, right up to the present time, radio hams have been busy every single minute. The ever-increasing group of radio amateurs who have equipped themselves at their own expense with two-way radio sets by amateurs who saw their opportunity to render a public service and paid off for Americans in trouble.